0: Two for everybody now that's on the network. Our friends in Lacrosse, WKTY, Eau Claire, Sports Talk 105.1, W A Y Y, the home of one damn Dan Casper. Our guys in Barroqua, Marshfield, Rice Lake, Menominee, Marinette, Shawnee, Clintonville, our friends in Platteville as well. Good to have everybody in Milwaukee, all on the network. Good stuff. 877 867 1670 Okay, here, here, here you go. I, I'm just I'm, I'm gonna be done with it. I'm gonna cut to the chase. I just put it out. Poll question over on Twitter. Poll question over on Twitter. Uh, I want you to go and answer it. Packers fans, where do you give the credit for the Packers win against the Dolphins? Do the Packers actually play better? Or did Tua give the game away? That's the question right now over on Twitter. You answer that question. 877 You can call us. 877 867 1670. Hit us up on Twitter. Find us over on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Show. You can find our buddy Ben Kenny producing the program at Ben Z Kenny. At Ben Z Kenny. Uh, you can find us on YouTube under Bill Michael Show. The same over there on Twitch TV. You can email the program TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. That's TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. You can also find us uh, on the website, which is simply Bill BillMichaels.com. That's the TheBillMichaels.com. Did Tua give the game away or did the Packers just play better? That's it. I'll give you, I'll touch base back with you on that coming up here in a little bit. I just, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of tired of the, you know, the, the, you know, kind of defending the Packers for getting the win. If teams make mistakes and you take advantage of it and you get a win, that's what you're supposed to do. Now think about this. Think about this. The Packers didn't capitalize hugely on the mistakes. The offense was relatively inept. There's nothing to feel great about regarding the offense. Nothing. They couldn't capitalize. They couldn't punch it in consistently. Aaron Rodgers didn't have some Aaron Rodgers esque game. He had a touchdown. Yeah, he threw that one to Big Dog. Fantastic. Had a really ugly interception. 24 38, 238 yards. You take away the interception. The quarterback rating's drastically different. But they, they didn't they didn't run the ball with an incredible abandon. They ran it for 3.2 yards per carry. They didn't even hardly utilize Aaron Jones. Now, Aaron Jones had an ankle injury coming into the game, and he gutted it out. But he had three touches in the first half of this game. Three. Two runs and a, and a pass catch. Three. It was shotgun, 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 pass, 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 pass. pass. That's all it was. It was boring. It was uncreative. It was bad. It was a poorly called game. Matt LaFleur should be ashamed of himself. Had this team had any form of of, of play calling, maybe it's better. But, but, but think about it. They won in spite of all of that. Rodgers played a bad game, and the play calling sucked. And they still won the ball game. Does that make them a bad team? Or does that make a good make them a good team that overcame their own ineptitude? Think about it. 877-867-1670, that, which I think is probably more fair of a question. Let's go to Pat listening to us in Green Bay. Pat, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey,
1: I'm doing great. Thank you. A couple comments on what we were talking about. Okay, I of course, I'm watching the game on TV, but – It looked to me like the Dolphins were daring the Packers to throw the ball because they kept one safety up and one safety back. Normally, when the Packers play because they respect Rodgers enough, both safeties are back the whole entire game. So Mm -hmm. just looking at it, it seemed like they were daring the Packers to throw the ball. I I saw the other safety what few times I could see was out near the line of scrimmage, so they were kind of, not forcing us, but daring us to throw the ball, uh, over the middle or wherever we wanted to. Okay. Second comment in here is, um, you know, to, uh, I don't know if he took a bad hit in the third quarter or banged his head or whatever, but didn't it seem like the first half, like he couldn't miss, he was kind of slicing and dicing us. And the second half, all of a sudden he's throwing the ball over the place. Do you think maybe he was concussed and, he didn't want to admit it or didn't realize it, and just started throwing the ball all over the place because some of those throws weren't even close. And right. the way he played the first half, watching him, he was—he doesn't have great arm strength. He just has, you know, receivers that are great, great anticipation. You know, um, maybe that's part of practice, whatever. But the second half, especially that fourth quarter, it seemed like he was just way off. And I'm thinking that might have been a, a head situation right there. You know, and he didn't want to admit it,
0: didn't want to come out of the game. What do you think? I don't know. Appreciate the phone call. I don't know at what point, and we would have to find out from Tua. Now, if I'm Tua, i probably say, yeah, I didn't feel right in the second half. That way I can explain that, you know, hey, I threw some bad passes because I wasn't me. So it doesn't look like you just had a lot of ineptitude. Like, you were just not that good of a quarterback. Um, I I don't know. Um, He would have to explain at what point he started feeling the symptoms. Uh, Apparently, he didn't really feel the same. He didn't say anything after the game. He didn't say anything at the podium. He didn't say, hey, you know, I I kind of got my bell rung. Uh, I, I had to shake the cobwebs off. He didn't say any of that. It wasn't until he came in the next day that he said, oh, by the way, I've got a headache. And they said, "Okay, let's take a look at you." And then they realized that, "Okay, you didn't pass the baseline test." To what level we don't know. There wasn't a lineman that said, "Yeah, he was funny in the huddle." He he just wasn't acting right. There's not a doctor that was on the sideline that said, "Boy, we were called over to you know investigate whether or not he was concussed." The head coach never said, "You know, hey, uh, I talked to him and he looked like he was you know had the far off distance stare." You know, I think it's I I, I while well, I will never downgrade a concussion. I also find it interesting that everybody wants to use it as the reason the Packers won. Again, they didn't give up a point in the second half. They still, you know, Miami still ran the ball. They weren't giving up big chunks of yardage to Mostert anymore. You know, it's, it's you just don't know to what extent, you, you don't know, but it's easy to, to dismiss that that's that's my only issue it's just easy to dismiss to say well Tua gave the game away packers didn't win it tua gave the game away okay well now what what you know because the the Ben correct me if I'm wrong but didn't everybody say at least the majority of people that called this program that said boy if they win in Miami then I'll be a believer right yeah
2: and frankly I'm in that boat as well after the game on sunday i am somewhat of a playoff believer
0: you know i <sighs> That, that Now, all of a sudden, I can't find a person that said it. No, I never said that. I, I wasn't a believer. I never said, well, they didn't play good enough to win. I never said that. It's like, where the hell did all these people go? They changed their names, go into witness protection? I Look, I'm not saying the Packers are a Super Bowl-bound team. I'm just saying with the, the people that came out and said, hey, if they win this game, I'm going to become a believer. Is it because Tua concussed now? You find out on a Tuesday that he's had a concussion, that he went into the, the protocol yesterday when he walked in? And all of a sudden, wow, <laughs> okay, well, there you go. That's the reason they won. <laughs> Packers suck. I look at it as they played terribly. Their defense gave you half a, half a game. Their offense was just awful. Rodgers looked bad. But here's the thing. Rodgers looked bad and still had four or five passes in that game that only Aaron Rodgers makes. That flick down the sideline to Alan Lazard, That that pass, that play action, that beautiful play action that he had now granted it, you know big dog was wide open but Rodgers has such an incredible way for play action and they don't use it nearly enough to just get misdirection going to where you believe he's handing the ball off all of a sudden he pulls it back and he comes up and he he he's tossing it to a wide open tight end it just it was a beautiful play design and you know I wish they'd do that more i just do i wish they would do that more if you want to find us do it 877-867-1670 we would uh, we'd love to hear from you love to hear from you uh, real quick, I got an email here. This one's from uh, Casey. Casey says, uh, this weekend's game is going to prove everything. If they can beat the Minnesota Vikings, then I'm going to become a believer. I thought they would beat Miami because Miami wasn't playing good football coming into this game. We know the Vikings have everything to play for. They're playing for seeding. They're playing for pride. They want to put the Green Bay Packers away and not allow them to get into the postseason and dash their hopes. If they win this weekend, that's when I'll become a believer. Okay. Okay, well, you're you're entitled to that, and you make a good argument. Let's go to Dwayne listening to us in Oshkosh. Dwayne, how you doing today, man? What's going on?
3: Hey, there was there was a film last night. They showed where he got hurt. It was in the second quarter. Uh, okay, he came back on his head, bang. I mean, it was yeah. Well, yeah, he didn't have the... Here's he my question. The when,
0: when they showed it, did he get up? Yeah. Was he stumbling around? Was he out on his feet? Was no, there any there was noticeable, noticeable nothing, issues? There was nothing
3: obvious, you know. And then, you know, but it, it was weird because, like you said, in the second half, you look at that guy and go, what happened to that pinpoint guy in the first half? And mm-hmm. You know, concussions are a weird thing. My son, thankfully, only had one in four years of football. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're not fun. Um, right. I, I think it's time we fired the offensive coordinator. If that's uh, if that's Matt Lafleur, he needs to give the job to somebody else because it is literally driving me crazy when we don't go play action pass. Because the results on play action pass have got to be got seventy five percent positive at least.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm completely. I, I it is maddening. Uh, as to the way he called that offense against Miami, maddening yeah. because it was yeah, so Miami. so non-creative.
3: And I will I will say this, Bill: of all the stadiums out there, that weather can have a a huge effect. Miami's one of them because their bench is, you're the visitor, and that heat just blasts you, and that's what usually happens to Packers in Miami. They get that you know more tired in the fourth quarter. We ain't got nothing left in the tank, but when that forecast came up I was like, Yeah, that's another Christmas present to open. Right. But yeah, they they play good football. You know, they're they're not a Super Bowl team. They're they're a team that's scratching and clawing and fighting their brains out. And I feel bad for the Watson kid, but uh, you know, for everybody who wants to say, Oh, you know, he's this well, Jamar Chase has been on for a long time with the Bengals. AJ Brown been on for a long time with the Eagles, you know, wide receivers get hurt. You know, and it's just, you know, but I don't know. The kid's a big, lean body type. I hope he can do something to affect that. But, boy, we need him. We're going to really need that against the Vikings. Because I'm I'm with you. I don't think there's any comparison to saying, oh, you know, was Miami the tougher game than this? No. The Vikings are licking their freaking chops for this one. They want to bury the legend of the Packers.
0: They want to give them the knockout blow. Uh, that's just everything I listened to yesterday and everything I've listened to this morning. They want to deliver the knockout blow. That's what they're coming here to do. That that's kind of their, their battle cry, so to speak. So, uh, I, I really believe that Minnesota is looking at going, okay, we, we have a shot. We're not going to make the mistake that the Bears did years ago when the Bears let them get the win. And then the Packers went on to roll, not to think that the Packers are going to roll, but uh the 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 bears let them you know open up and so we'll now we'll now see if the vikings can deliver the knockout blow appreciate the phone call 8778671670 that's what the vikings want to do they want to end it they want to not only beat them twice but this would be the final punch to the grill knockout blow to where the packers go reeling back and say okay better luck next year that's what they're hoping to do uh, by the way, over on the, uh, the our, our Twitter poll question, Packers fans, where do you give credit for the Green Bay Packers win against the Dolphins? Packers played better, 32.9%. Tua gave away the game, 67.1%. Already uh, going on 80 votes cast. Continue uh, continue voting over there to let us know your thoughts on the contest. 877-867-1670. Our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, you still got some time, believe it or not. So you got through the holidays uh, for the most part. Uh, We still have New Year's to go, but you know what I'm talking about. You got through Christmas, and you're going to keep that jingle in your pocket. You know why? Because uh, you're not going to have to pay anything until 2024. How about that? So Santa's elves, they can come in and install year-round from luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Do what I did, and that is pick up one of those big patio doors, windows, whatever it happens to be. Make your house more beautiful, more economical, more valuable, most preferred window. By Milwaukee, Green Bay area homeowners out in Madison where the new showroom is, everybody that's got them in, as far as I know, people that get a hold of me love them, absolutely love them. If you got a little problem here or there, maybe installation took a little too long or whatever, people get a hold of me all the time, and I go, Psh, fine, I'll get it, uh, get it over to Gino, we'll get it taken care of. But once they're in and they're done and the windows are just uh, looking, you're looking out of them going, this is nice, nice. The cold is outside, the warm is inside. Whether it's a slider window with a roll screen, whether it's a crank window, a lockable window, the toe kicks that they have on the patio doors, make sure you're safe and secure in the middle of the night, all that good stuff from our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com, or call them right now for the free Free in-home consultation. Get it on the books right now. Free eight five five Pella W I. That's eight five five Pella wi
4: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
3: Pressure coming. Rogers
2: sideline. Lewis Mercedes Lewis sets up first and goal.
0: We had some really key drives on offense, but we definitely left some points out there. Had some chances. Had Christian there on fourth down, just missed him. And, uh, you know, we had the uh, first drive of the game, obviously down inside the 10. You need, need to get seven there to kind of start off the game the right way. When we had to have drives in the second half. We made it happen. You know, big drive starting the starting third quarter. That was about seven minutes. And a touchdown to pull us back even. Then our defense just clamped down and played, played excellent football. Welcome back to the program. Aaron Rodgers and company. Get themselves a win over the weekend. I got a nice email uh, from Keith and his wife Susie out in uh, in West Salem and out near Lacrosse, and they said I took your advice was downtown over the weekend and had a chance to stop in the Buzzard Billy's. What a great experience. We'd only been there one other time, and it was packed. This time we had a chance to sit down, enjoy our entire meal. We did take your advice and go upstairs and enjoyed the Starlight Lounge. It was the first time there for both of us. Thank you for the heads up. What a great place. We'll definitely be back, and the service was impeccable. That's from Keith and his wife Susie out in West Salem. I've always said, great place, and there's no better commercial for uh, some of our some of our sponsors than people that actually take our advice and and go there and enjoy things. So, uh, thanks for getting a hold of us Keith and Susie, and and I uh, appreciate it. And I've always said if you're out in Lacrosse, man, make Buzzard billies and Starlight Lounge downtown Lacrosse Crosse uh, part of your part of your visit without a doubt. Uh 877-867 1670. I was sitting here telling Ben uh, the the video of the guy, the the rather large man. Now, I don't know all the, the the intricacies of it. Apparently, he was mouthing off, and there was some uh, bear, bear fan that pushed him down the stairs, and yada, 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 whatever. But I, I reposted that video over the weekend. And uh, the video has since, it went worldwide va- viral. I mean, I've gotten videos and such that have had like a million views or something like that. You know, This thing now has 33,433,516 views. It's been shared almost 7,000 times. and It's really weird because uh, I saw this influx yesterday uh, as you start to get people that follow you. I saw this influx yesterday of a lot of people that uh, have pictures, but I can't read the writing. Uh, It's either Arabic or there was Chinese or Vietnamese or Taiwanese or Japanese. I have no idea. But there was a lot of different writing on a lot of different Facebook pages that now follow the Bill Michael show <laughs> because uh, our reach over the last uh, week has gone up. Normally, we get a reach every week of about 300,000, 400,000 people, which is really good. We do pretty well for for the size we are. When you compare our page, which is followed by, I think, 25,000 people, uh, our page compared to, say, like, uh, like uh, I go with like Harley Davidson. Harley Davidson has 4.1 million people. And we do pretty good. You take a, a big station like uh, the SCORE Sports Station out of Chicago, they average about 100,000-something people uh, a week. I mean, it's, it's they have a huge, huge following. But this week, it's all us. Uh, 25,026,027 on average right now. It's like, wow. And it's all because of just one post. Uh, but we did, you know, it's really interesting that uh, a lot of people that were off Going into the holiday and coming out of the holiday are must be at home because our engagements on social media have risen by more than double. So, for those of you that are watching at home or over on the Bud Light live stream or what have you, uh, it's it's amazing. Or they're all stuck trying to fly Southwest. Or the yeah, you're, you're right. Or they're all stuck. Yeah, you could be right. Everybody's uh, you know kind of sitting in an airport somewhere, going, "What the hell," you know. Yeah, there you go. Uh 8778671670 uh watcher 22 says when I was younger, uh, my friends and I tried to hit every bar in Lacrosse and one night uh didn't get past four of them. You can't. But Lacrosse, correct me if I'm wrong, but Lacrosse uh it's either current or for a while had the most bars per capita in the country. So if you try to hit every bar in lacrosse, you'd be a I mean you could walk in and walk out. But if you're drinking at every bar in lacrosse, you'd be a mess. I don't think your bladder'd be that big. You'd just blow up. Right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh 1670 If you want to hit us, do it. Stock up and stock down, coming up here in about five minutes. Stay tuned for that. We'll talk about uh, the NFL and such. Uh let's get to it. Let's go to uh, David listening to us here in Wisconsin. David, how you doing today, man? What's going on? What's up, Bill? How you doing? I'm doing good.
3: Pretty good. How are you?
0: I'm doing well, man. What you thinking?
3: I think that the Packers are uh, pretty good on Sunday, but I don't think they have a true identity in this like football, the whole thing.
0: I'd agree with that. They don't. They they're still trying to search for what it is they they do well and how to set it up and how to make it work. And uh, Rogers looks uneasy. Um, I, I that that's a great point. I I think at this point in the season, that, you know what's it's interesting when you say that uh, and, and appreciate the phone call. When you say that, that's something that nobody else has brought up. Unless it was said, you know, somewhere on, you know, the NFL network or something like that. We, we talk all the time about what's the identity? what what's the, what's, the, what's the playmaker? What's the identity? What's everything based off of? And it used to be it was most of the offense ran through Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae had a special relationship. The offensive line was solid. And coming into the season, we said they're going to have to run the football. And how many times has Matt LaFleur gone to the podium going, you know, yeah, the first half of that game, uh, that's unacceptable. I got to go back and look at the tape. It's it's pretty much a broken record. Oh, uh, Aaron Jones, only three carries in the first half of that game. That's unacceptable. I got to go back and look at the tape. Oh, you know, running out of shotgun all the time, that's unacceptable. There's no creativity. There. I got to go back and look at the tape. Only you know, allowing our run game six touches of the football in the first half. I got to go back and look at the tape. Why you're the one calling the plays? You can't be that stupid. That's that's on you. You don't have to look at the tape. All you got to do is look at your play chart and say, you know what, I screwed up. And if it's Rodgers changing the play at the line of scrimmage, then it's time to call him out because there was a couple of times you could have looked at Aaron Rodgers ran down the field, grabbed me by his face mask, and throw the said throw the damn ball, and he didn't. He screwed up too. And when you talk about an identity, where is the identity? Is it a run game? No, because they don't use it. They use it every now and then. Is it Aaron Rodgers? No, because you don't know which Aaron Rodgers is going to show up, the good or the bad. Is it the passing game to Christian Watson downfield? No, because he's he's banged up again. Is it run behind a staunch offensive line? No, because you really don't give him an opportunity to become established. What is the identity of the offense? That's a great point. That's a great point. We're in the second last game of the season and they don't have it. They don't have an identity. That's a really good point. Uh, I, eight, seven, six. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ben. I think the one thing I would fall back on,
2: at least on their semi winning streak slash streak of playing better, their identity is getting the ball near midfield and just working with short fields right. every time. Cause of Keyshawn Nixon, cause of turnovers. Like I, I don't think many of their scoring drives or productive drives have started deep in their own territory. Their identity maybe, is getting first down.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say that's a really good point. Or maybe get the ball and then stall. Uncomfortable, uncomfortable. Scramble, scramble, scramble. Stall, scramble, scramble, scramble. scramble stall. Their their identity is kicking field goals. And thank God Mason Crosby's on it, right? For everybody that wanted to run Mason Crosby out of town, now they uh, the the um, the the game this past weekend. Mason Crosby, he's zero for two from fifty and beyond. Okay, so we all know that. There, there's nothing there's nothing crazy here now. Okay, we all we all understand it. But when you look at Mason Crosby and the season that he's having, and when you talk about field goals and his percentage, a uh, field goal percentage, uh, Mason Crosby, where is he at right now? Mason Crosby, um, I don't have it sitting here. I know he's in the 83, 84 percentile, something like that. 87. He is 20 of 23. There he is. He's tied for eighteenth in the league, but uh there's actually he's thirteenth when you look at it, because Taylor uh Bertollet and Viscaino and those guys, they've only had one or two kicks and then they're done. For anybody that's got more than say twenty five kicks, uh he would be he would be like top ten, top fifteen, something like that. But where he's at right now, he's 87%. He's from 20 to 29 yards, he's 8 of 8. From 30 to 39 yards, he's 8 of 8. From 40 to 49 yards, 40 to 49, he's 4 of 5. And the only one that, that he did not make was blocked. That was on a bad, bad snap. So he actually is He's technically is 4 for 4. Uh, and then he's 0 for 2 beyond 50. That, that's a hell of a season. That's a great bounce back season for him. 87% field goal. That's a hell of a season right there. But that might be your identity. Scramble, 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 stall, kick a field goal. Scramble, 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 stall, kick a field goal. That's it. Good point. 8778671670. Gary says he's got the weakest leg in the league. He's got one of the most accurate. Uh, he does he put it in the end zone consistently? No. I'll give you that. But I'd, have, I'd rather have from 49 and in the most accurate kicker in the league. From 49 and in, he's missed one all season, and that was due to a bad snap. So, Gary, say what you want about uh, the coverage hasn't been bad. It's not like he's been uh, kicking the ball and they would be returning it to the 40 consistently either because he doesn't have the amount of touchbacks. And don't forget, you also kick in Green Bay. And if you remember... Uh, going back a few weeks ago God uh, who was it um was it the no it wasn't the Giants who was it a few weeks ago um, I was watching both kickers and uh, kicking in the cold at Lambeau field neither kicker going into the south end zone from 50 or beyond was making field goals And I, I got who was it just a couple of weeks ago Ben who'd they play a few weeks ago at Lambeau field Tennessee Was it Tennessee? I think it probably was. Or L.A. Oh, no, it was L.A. It was L.A. It was L.A.'s kicker. It was L.A. Thank you very much. It was L.A.'s kicker. Uh, both guys in warm-up. So I'm watching both kickers. I'm watching them both kick from 45, both kick from 50, both kicking Now, Mason Crosby, he was probably about three yards short. Their kicker was hitting the crossbar. So it's not like he's being outdone by 15, 20 yards. He's being outdone by about five yards. That, that's it. Matt Gay of the Rams. Thank you, Brett. Matt Gay of the Rams. You are 100% correct. Thank you very much. 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michael show coming up. Don't forget tomorrow night. Going to be a Club Paragon on Highway 100 in Greenfield. It's the Bill Michael Settle brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Looking forward to it. Six to eight tomorrow night again. Club Paragon, Highway 100 in Greenfield. We'll see you there. program brought to you by our friend Lyle and the gang at j Tire Service they're right there off of uh, 94 in the Johnson Creek exit and uh, you can uh, you go out there and see for yourself uh, what it's all about they've just got uh, good people really good people and uh, we've been talking about this for quite some time now uh, and they're very philanthropic they do a lot of stuff within the community so if you uh, are looking at all at uh, getting your you know car serviced or your truck serviced or whatever it happens to be uh, that's our friends at Jane l Tire Service. Jane l Tire Service right out there in uh, Johnson Creek, just north of 94. Good stuff from our friends Lyle and the gang out there. Time now for a little bit of uh, stock up and stock down. Let's bring it, Ben.
4: It's time for stock up, stock down. The key feature here is speed, trying to follow what's going on in the markets so that uh, we can anticipate and catch trends as they
0: occur. From this week of football. Let's start with stock up. Stock up. I will say uh, for the uh, the Minnesota Vikings, their kicker, a big boot, sixty-one yarder. Barkley, or excuse me, Joseph goes sixty-one yards just after Barkley ended up plunging it into the end zone to tie things up at twenty-four apiece. And the next thing you know, they go down. Joseph in the uh, in the end of the as as time expires. Boots the 61-yarder to split the uprights, and again, the cardiac kids that are in purple, they get themselves a win. I'm going to give it to a kicker, a 61-yarder to win the game. Granted, it was in a dome, but a 61-yarder to win the game for the Minnesota Vikings. It pains me to do so, but I'll give credit where credit is due.
2: Bill, it's ridiculous that they keep doing this. It's every single week. They just find a way to have a fluky win, and now they're 12-3. and I think after this past weekend, I finally am accepting them as very good and just assuming they'll always find weird ways to win. Um, After weeks of banging the drum of that, they're not that good. I'll go stock down to start, and we talked about it at the top of the show. There is a crisis in our country right now, and it all has to do with Southwest Airlines. What they are doing (laughs) to the consumer is an absolute joke. And I, there's this whole thing, this whole civil litigation lawsuit of they have to pay for all of the customers that they can't fly uh, if they do it, not due to weather. And I think it's all just staffing issues. They just didn't organize for these weekends. And they have pretty much screwed half of America that tried to fly them. So I, I'm happy I flew American. It all went well. It's long overdue that we have a conversation about Southwest ineptitude. But they are the biggest stock down. It's a joke. There
0: you go. I agree with that. Awful, awful what they've done this past week uh, during the holiday season. Uh, Also, stock down, we got to talk about Nathaniel Hackett, don't we? Holy crap. The Broncos positively suck. Now, here's the question Was Nathaniel Hackett way, way, way in over his head? Or was Russell Wilson not given a contract? In Seattle, because he's arrogant, because he stinks, he's begun the decline, and now he's taking Nathaniel Hackett down the tubes with him. They've got fighting on the sidelines, the backup quarterbacks going after the offensive line, the offensive lines going after the quarterbacks, the 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 rest of the teams going after the coe. It just it was a dismal failure. And Nathaniel Hackett, how far in over his head was he, or was it all? Russell Wilson and that now albatross of a contract as they got drilled by the Rams 51 to 14 at SoFi but Nathaniel Hackett stocked down out of a job in Denver. Oh, Bill, the
2: game was on Nickelodeon and I figure you did something more productive with your day than watch that game, but Patrick Star was that like Patrick from SpongeBob was flaming Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson. It was hilarious. They had to make it kid friendly and then they bring on Patrick star and he is joking about all his interceptions. It was great. Mm -hmm. Um, Stock up. My Jacksonville Jaguars are now in first place. After the implosion of the Titans continues, they lose to the Texans and Tannehill's obviously done, but the Jags won that Thursday night game in New York and they play Tennessee to end the season. But if it ended today, they'd be in the playoffs, which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence should win comeback player of the year bill. Not because he was hurt. But because he had Urban Myers as his head coach, it right. is ridiculous how more competent they are just as an organization with Doug Peterson compared right. to last season. And they're good. They're just a good team.
0: Yeah, it's uh, no, I would agree with you. I mean, and Trevor Lawrence is playing like legitimately good football. He's 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 making reads. He looks sharp. He looks like he's finally started to settle in. He looks like the guy we thought he would be coming into his first season. But he got saddled with uh, Urban Meyer, who would rather put his hand between girls' legs up in you know bars in Columbus, Ohio, than actually be the head coach of an NFL football team. So that I'll agree with. My stock up. How about them Steelers? How about the Steelers? I, a Mike Tomlin led team. Don't count them out. They they look like they were done. I mean, just done, dead, buried. They have fought their way back. They're sitting at seven and eight right now. They beat the Raiders, and now there's talk about whether or not. They should get rid of Derek. Can you imagine if the Raiders get rid of Derek Carr? If they just say, you know what, we're going to let you go. There's there's an ability there to kind of dump him. And uh, if they would let him go, and then there's Devontae Adams sitting there with his hands out like, what the hell? But uh, the Raiders right now sitting at six and nine. The Steelers at seven and eight. And I give it to the Steelers. It was a night that they were supposed to celebrate the the Immaculate Reception, and it was going to be all Franco Harris all the time. And then he passes away. They have the moment of silence. They have the emotional halftime and pregame ceremonies. And uh, that's that's all they were talking about. And instead, they came out, they gutted it out, and get a 13-10 to 10 win over the Raiders. Give it up for the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin's crew as they came out, and they just kind of held steadfast. And uh, now they've got, like, a, a legitimate path to get themselves Possibly out of that AFC North and into into in, into the playoffs. I just it, I, it's astounding uh, they they're doing it ba- basically with not much help. They're what third back or fourth back or something like that. They're uh, they're right behind because right now everybody with seven and eight records is New England, New York, uh, the Jets, Tennessee, and Pittsburgh. They're all sitting there right now behind Miami, one loss away from being uh, absolutely into the postseason. So they got a lot of tiebreakers to get through, but Pittsburgh's all of a sudden played their way into a spot possibly. So stock up is Pittsburgh Steelers. Bill, speaking of the Raiders there, I think Bill
2: Belichick is the only human out there with a worse coaching tree than Matt LaFleur.
0: Right? With Hackett down. Bill Belichick's coaching trees, awful. Yeah. And I, I guess now you just look at it as it's the competence of Bill Belichick that does everything.
2: Uh, and that's
0: it. We could say the same
2: about LaFleur, right? Right? No. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, stock down, my Eagles, Bill. Tough loss against the Cowboys. a Backup quarterback. Like, it, it was a great game and all that. But injuries. You mentioned how important it is to be healthy. Jalen Hurts is banged up. The best right tackle in football. Lane Johnson goes down indefinitely. Their great slot corner goes down. Uh, so it's kind of adding injury to the insult of the loss. And now they look a lot more beatable
0: up there as the one seed. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, then the uh, the stock upside of things, uh, I'd go with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they, they played poorly and still got a win. Although 60.5% of you say Tua gave the game away, uh, I, the Packers got a win. So whether it was because of Tua or in spite of their own ineptitude, the Packers still walk away with a win. They still now have over a 25% chance of making it into the postseason. And if they get the win this weekend, they are then over 50. It's almost 52, 53% likelihood that they would find themselves into the postseason. After 147 votes cast over on Twitter, uh, 60.5% of you say Tua gave the game away, and only 39.5% of you say that the Packers actually played better. But stock up, I'd give to the Green Bay Packers.
2: Bill, can, can both things be true there? Like, I I want to give the Packers all the credit in the world for winning on the road against a possible playoff team and really just completely flipping the script in the second half. And it wasn't pretty defensively, offensively, everything. I do think Tua completely threw the game away, but I think both can be true there. Where I'm going to give credit, I'm going to say that I didn't love Matt LaFleur's day or a bunch of other things, but I, I think both things can be true where, I mean, was it just the Packers defenders playing better? Straight up, like the the secondary hung with guys. Jerron Reed played his best game of the season. And then Tua also made some catastrophic mistakes.
0: Um, Real quick, uh, also stock up, if you're just tuning us in, the breaking news of the day, J.J. Watt has decided at the end of the season this is going to be it. He's indicated he's going to retire. And uh, kudos to him, not only for what he's done in his career, uh, obviously not getting a championship, but uh, playing extremely well uh, for the most part. Obviously injuries have taken their toll. But really just kind of representing some of the good things and representing Pewaukee and representing Wisconsin incredibly well. So kudos to J.J. Uh, J. Watt and uh, in his career in the NFL. So good stuff. And now we'll see if he ends up, you know, moving on somewhere into a broadcast booth or as an analyst somewhere before it's all said and done. But uh, kudos to JJ Watt. Let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. We're going to come back and we'll get back at it. Uh, This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino at Pottawatomie. They still have a New Year's Eve package going on. They've got good stay and play packages going on for the hotel. Bingo is now back. Everything you need, go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next
4: covering wisconsin sports like a blanket this is the bill michaels show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network now in green bay here's mike clemens the Packers getting ready to host the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. Kickoff at Lambeau Field is at 325. The Packers defense came up with four takeaways in their win over the Dolphins in Miami that began with Jerron Reed with a forced fumble and recovery just before the half. Nose tackle Kenny Clark.
0: That was huge. That was huge. And, um, you know, we started feeling that their offensive line started wearing down. And, um, you know, you know Jay Reed did a great job. Uh, you know, he got put in the position uh, at the five-take. Dean that went down, so we needed him to step up and... And played a five, and you know he did a great job getting off the block and, and, and uh, getting the getting the fumble and the recovery.
4: The Packers gave up several deep balls to the Dolphins, including an 84-yard touchdown pass to Jalen Waddell, their longest play of the season. At halftime, Packers secondary coach Jerry Gray chewed his players out. They responded with three interceptions in the second half. Jair Alexander.
3: With any good secondary, it's always good leadership, and that's from the coaching down to the players. It was just reiterated, and once once it's reiterated, it's like okay, we get it now. We get it. These guys are fast, but we're still good. You know, we're still like the best secondary in the league. And that's something that we've been working on all year. So.
4: And the Broncos fired their head coach and former Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Denver now 4-11 after being blown out by the Rams, Matt LaFleur.
2: Um, it's, it's an ugly part of this business. a part I, that, you know, you, you never like to see, especially when it's somebody you care about.
0: And, you know, I just, I feel for him and his family.
4: That's Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show.
0: Miles Tonight uh is what we're doing. Uh getting off the air today. Going to check out some bowl games and such and obviously badgers. We're going to talk some badgers coming up a little bit later on the program, about an hour and ten minutes from now. Zach Heilprin's going to join us talking about the Badgers coming up this evening and they're gonna get into that. But uh, we're gonna head downtown, heading over to uh San Giorgio and Calderon Club tonight, doing a little of both actually, taking uh, I think it's like fifteen kids to the uh the hockey game tonight, going down to see the admirals. But gonna head over to San Giorgio, Calderon. Adults, I think, are doing Calderon. Kids, I think, are, are doing San Giorgio. Going to both places. Little little Cider Boys. Good stuff. Mix it up. Get some of that, uh, that spicy uh, chicken marsala and Saucino penny pasta. And then the kids are going to do pi- uh, piz- uh, pizzas over at San Giorgio. Can't wait. All of that ahead of the game tonight. I've always said, if you're going to go get some of the best Italian food you're ever going to put in your grill, that's the place to go. Both places, actually. Uh, Calderon Club. Old World 3rd Street. Right across the street from the Hyatt Hotel. Uh, just a block and a half away from uh, from the UW Panther Arena or San Giorgio. Going to do both. So uh, look for us down there tonight. Probably about 5 o'clock is when we're going to get down there and start grubbing and then head over to the UW Panther Arena and check out the hockey game tonight. Can't wait. Really looking forward to it. Because I had a Gino in the game when we get down there. But San Giorgio, Calderon Club, Point, all that good stuff. Make sure you stop in. And uh, we'll we'll see you down there tonight. If you're going down to the game, we'll see you down there. Even the Marquette game. By the way, uh, Packers fans, where do you give credit for the Green Bay Packers win against the Miami Dolphins? That is the poll question over on Twitter today. And uh, the Packers just simply played better. 39% of you. Tua gave the game away. 61% of you. With uh, 160 votes uh, cast in the last hour. So there you go. 160 votes cast already. Uh, and the majority of you believe that Tua gave the game away. Still think you got to win, but. Uh, and Brian says, I think both answers are correct. Packers played well enough to win, and Tua did give the game away down the stretch. So there you go. Uh, Victor says, uh, hey guys, I uh, love the Packers talk today. What is the percentage? We mentioned that earlier. It's 25 something percent. It's like 25.5 or something like that percent for the Packers to get into the postseason right now if they win if they beat the minnesota vikings coming up this weekend if they beat the vikings then it i think it goes to like 52 percent or something like that for them to get in the postseason so that's where it's at victor appreciate the email all right two more hours two hours down two hours yet to go stay tuned we still have a lot more of the bill Michaels show it's coming up right after this the bill michael show
4: podcast